are live. What's going on, everybody? It is Sean Luke coming at you guys one more time with another message for you guys. Hey, thank you guys for tuning in. If you guys could do me a favor, please click like and subscribe. If you're listening on the podcast, please like and favor this podcast on whatever streaming service that you are listening to this podcast on. And for me, you people on YouTube, click like, subscribe, give me some kills and some clisses. And by all means, please keep tuning in to the word of God, because I am only going to bring you the best of what I have been taught and the best of what God wants you to hear. Okay. Now, again, with all the formalities, my name is Reverend Lyle Lewis. I am a minister at the Word Evangelistic Church, where the pastor is the prophet Willis E. Townsend. That's right. I am not the pastor. I am a minister presiding under my pastor, Prophet Willis E. Townsend, and the co-pastors, Prophetess Anise Townsend. We're located in Chicago, Illinois, 10501 South Avenue J. For those of you who are, are in the Chicago land area, come check us out. Come stop by. We'd love to have you in a service, all right? If you guys can't stop by for a service, please tune into our telecast. Um, um, let's see. We come on YouTube. Um, and, you know, we've got YouTube uh, videos out there by the, you know, by the by the bundle. And, um, you know, please by li- listen to that man, my pastor. That man has a lot of knowledge, wisdom, and he has lived a very, you know, prosperous spiritual life. You know, and I mean, you know, if, if you're going to listen to somebody, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying this to down myself in any way, shape, form or fashion. But I mean, hell, between the two, I'd say go listen to him because by all means, that man has way more knowledge and way more experience than I do. Um, I've been saved since 2001. He's been saved since 79. Yeah, this man's been through a whole lot. So, uh, you know, um, and plus, you know, of course, that's my the church that I attend. So, I mean, it's like. You know, I want you guys to listen more to him because that's the pastor. He's the one who can teach you a lot better than I can. You know, it's like in martial arts, you have the, 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 you know, the master, you know, and then you've got like disciples and, you know, I'm just a disciple, you know, I'm not necessarily on his level, you know? So, I mean, don't get me wrong between the two, listen to him, but you know, if for whatever reason, I don't know, YouTube don't won't let you or you're just here on the podcast and you know there we don't have a podcast for the church so whatever hey please by all means keep tuning into me because i promise you i would do like the bible tells you to do and commit what i've heard unto faithful men so if you want to hear good stuff i promise you i will give you good stuff be it you're on youtube be it you're on the podcast whatever i got you covered now let's dive on into our today uh, today let's dive into our topic for today okay so um one thing that i really wanted to cover is um you need to understand that there's a lot of people who do not have patience now for those of you who are on the podcast uh, the youtube channel you guys are new and like i told you guys for those of you who are new to the podcast channel i've started everything over i'm kind of starting 100 from scratch as to how to like you know build your salvation you know to become you know a very prosperous and fruitful individual that's saved because you got a lot of people unfortunately they don't know the right steps to take they don't know the right things to do and and on top of that there's a lot of people who are just now getting saved they have no idea what to do they are just like lost okay they're just like you know they 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 don't have a clue you know what i'm saying and unfortunately they're not being taught now if you are in a church where you are being taught thank you i'm I'm, you know and i i thank god for you but if you are not in a church where you're being taught, um, and I should say being taught, and when I say being taught, I mean being taught properly, 
or not being taught at all. The word is not being preached in your church or it's only being preached for a small amount of time. And what's being preached is mostly Bible stories or testimonies, whatever other kind of goofy BS, you know, um, you know, that's what I'm here for. You know what I'm saying? I want to make sure that you guys come into the knowledge. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of things that, um, that I'm covering and forgive me if there are certain things that I may like leave out. I don't leave them out because I'm not going to cover them. I just leave them out. Not so much because I'm not going to cover them. Just like, you know, it just didn't come up in, you know, in the message or whatever the case may be. Um, but I, I assure you, whatever I haven't covered, I will cover in time. But again, for whatever I have not covered, tune into my pastor. Check us out on WPWR TV or 30 or uh, it's not 32 in all states um, on Fox. We are on WPWR and on Fox. Um, check your local listings or by all means, check out YouTube, wordevangelisticchurch.com or Word Evangelistic on the Word Evangelistic Church on YouTube or Google Word Evangelistic Church. I assure you, whatever I have not covered, my pastor has covered it several times over. Okay. So, um, now that the formalities are out of the way, um, um, well, they were already out of the way. Yeah, you know, okay. So, um, again, we're covering patience. Now, for those of you on the podcast, as I was saying before, those of you on the podcast, you guys have already heard me talk about, uh, patience, but you heard me talk about patience as far as like the fruits of the spirit. You, you know, I'm, you know, I covered it and how important it was and things like that. And for those of you on YouTube, by all means, go check me out on, go look for the, my podcast on any platform that plays podcasts. I'm on uh, Apple Music, I'm on Spotify, I'm on um, uh, uh, iHeartRadio, you know, uh, wherever there is, pod, wherever podcasts are played, look up Reverend Lyle Lewis, that's R-E-V-L-Y-I-E. L Y I L, yeah, L Y I L. Forgot my name for a second. L E W I S, and it should pop up. If it doesn't pop up under there, click Pain Fighters. Look at Pain Fighters. One of those two, you will find my, you know, you will find the podcast, and you will find a whole list of things that I have preached on before I was able to jump onto my YouTube channel. But today we're going to cover patience in a whole nother way. So the first time I covered patience, I was covering patience in the sense of it's important to have when the Bible says, add to your faith, patience, knowledge, virtue, and all those other kinds of things. Now I'm going to tell you a big reason as to why patience is an exceptionally important thing to have in salvation. Now, now patience is something more or less for you. Okay, it's more or less for the individual that is saved. And the reason why I say it's more or less for the individual that's saved is because it's, it, it, it's, the patience is going to benefit you because of the simple fact you, in your, in your Christian walk, in your salvation walk, are going to see a lot of things. I'm not going to, hey, I'm just going to put it out there. It's going to seem unfair. Okay, you're going to see things that are just not going to seem right. You're going to see things that's going to make you feel as though it's unfair. You're going to see things that's going to make you question your salvation. Some of you, not all of you. There's some of you that are very solid in your salvation. But there are others of you that are not. There's others of you that you came to God. And it's not to say that you came to God on shaky ground. But you came to God trying just to basically jump on the fact that the Lord told you, come to me. And you did that. Congratulations. Kudos to you. But at the same time, with you taking that leap. You're still kind of like in a position of like, 
do I really want to do this? Is this real? You know, and 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 you know what I'm saying? Everybody is not going to come in salvation just like stone cold set. Like, I'm saved. I'm going to be saved. I'm going to stay saved. You got a lot of people who are involved in salvation. Of course, they may not tell everybody. They're not going to tell everybody, yeah, I'm saved, but I'm kind of shaky in my salvation. No, they're going to come in and they're like, I'm saved. But deep down inside, they're like, I don't know if I really want to do this. And the reason why is because there's a lot of things that they not sure if they want to give up. There's a lot of things that they're not sure that they can endure. They see how a lot of people that are saved have to go through a lot of things. And they see these things. They've seen this thing from their parents, other people that are saved, from their pastor or whatever. And in the process of them seeing that, it kind of makes them scared. There's a lot of people who are serving God. You know, they're, they're babes in Christ and they're very afraid of what is to come. All right. Everybody doesn't come into salvation 100% strong. Lots of them come in scared. Lots of them come in with uh, uh, baggage. And when I mean with baggage, I mean they've got certain things that like, yeah, the salvation is, you know, clean them up. But at the same time, there's a lot of things that they, for whatever reason, they, they just didn't get cut off completely. You know what I'm saying? It's like they, 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 they couldn't cut off a boyfriend, a girlfriend, smoking, drinking, cursing, lying. There's things like they just, they're just so, it's so run it into them that for whatever reason they couldn't cut it off and now they're kind of scared what if this hinders me okay they're kind of scared what am i going to do if this sets me back what am i you know they, they they're, they're afraid for many different reasons okay and then there are those of you like i said those of you that are just set you're dead set in your salvation but at the same time that does not mean that just because you are dead set and your mind is made up, that these things will not cross your mind. This isn't going to happen to everybody, but it will happen to a lot of people. Okay? This will happen to a lot of people that are saved. Okay? My patience was attacked heavily in my salvation walk. How is your, how is your patience attacked? It's attacked through your mind. And it's attacked through your eyes. What you see. What you hear. Okay, those are the three main places where your patience will be attacked. What you see, what you hear, and what goes on in your mind. Prime example, you will see people who do things that are not godly, yet they're getting ahead. And it's going to make you like, how? If I've been serving God, especially if you've been serving God a long time, and like, you know, things just haven't like balanced out for you to where, you know, you're, you, you feel as though you're winning in life. Understand this, and I'm not just saying this because it's cliche or whatever the case may be. I say this because it, it truly is true. But Satan, Satan, and you, and you, because you got to understand when you get saved, you are running against yourself. Yes, yeah, Satan is there, but he's using you to run against you. He's working along with your flesh to run against you. Okay, that's a whole other topic in itself. I go on for that for, for days. That, but. You know, uh, so with Satan being an individual who's trying his best to use um, you against you, and he's doing his best to try to hinder you in many different ways, he's going to use different tactics and techniques, okay? One thing he's going to do is he's going to attack what you see. Individuals are prospering, but they're not saved. When he, when what you see is going to go to your mind, because that's what you, what you see, Satan's going to instantly talk to your mind. Look at that individual. Now you gave up this and you gave up that, but he's prospering. She's prospering. 
They said that if you have sex, this is going to happen to you. That's going to happen to you. Blah, blah, this. Blah, blah, that. The Lord's going to hate you. But hey, she went and had sex, had a kid or two, got married. Now she's driving the Benz. Her husband got her this. Her husband got her that. Oh, he's out doing this. He's out, you know, doing this and partying and this and that, that and this. Look at him. Good job. This and that. That and this. Hey, he's living the high life. Hey, they said that that's wrong. The Bible speaks against that, right? But look at them. They're doing it. Nothing's happening to them. See, Satan is always going to look, point you to the positive aspect of what's going on. It's either going to be, oh, they're getting ahead. They're living a good life. They're doing this. They're doing that. Or if he can't put out a positive aspect, he's just going to say nothing happened to them. But you got to understand one thing. Satan is the father of lies. Okay. What he's not telling you is deep down inside. These people are hurting. Don't get it twisted majority of these people not all of them not all of them but the majority of these people out here i don't care how fantastic their lives are living look at how many celebrities commit suicide look at how many celebrities are on antidepressants look at how many celebrities are are alcoholics look at how many uh, celebrities are on drugs that's not just because they have the money to do it because you got a lot of poor people who are alcoholics. You got a lot of poor people who are on drugs. And I'm not just talking about like they're smoking weed. No, I'm talking about they're on the heavy stuff like cocaine and heroin. And, and you know what I'm saying? The, the heavy stuff that you take and you're instantly addicted. They're on that stuff and they're poor. So don't just look at it. Oh, well, these celebrities are doing that stuff because, you know, that's just how they party. No, they do that stuff because they need a way to escape from the life that they that they hate. You got a lot of these people out there. I don't care, rich, poor, famous, unknown. No, it does not matter. From one end of the spectrum to the other, they are unhappy in what they are doing. They are unhappy with the lives that they are living. Okay? Don't get it twisted. So when Satan tries to make you look off at the distance, what he's not showing you is what you need to look at. Don't look at what he's showing you. Look at what he's not showing you. Look at what's going on in their mind. Look at how, yeah, they're, oh, he's got a girlfriend. Or every time he look, he got a new girl on his arm. Yeah, but deep down inside, you don't see that he's got AIDS. You don't see that he's got some other kind of uh, 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 sexually transmitted disease. Oh, yeah, 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 he's got this girl, he's got that girl, and he's got money. But you don't see that. Yeah, he's got this girl, got that girl, and got money. But with that money that he's pretending that he has, he's paying alimony and child support because he got a, he went through a horrible divorce fooling around with these females. You got so many celebrities got caught up in all kinds of sexual scandals, huh? Look at all these, all these uh, politicians. All these politicians. Oh, you know, they went through and they're the model individual, model citizen. And then you hear on the news, oh, this person got caught with a, with a, with a minor. That person got caught uh, cheating on their wife. This person got caught sending nude pics to a 21-year-old girl. And, come on, man. And you, 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 look, an individual that's truly happy is somebody who's not trying to venture out and do other goofy, dumb stuff. They're going to be at home with their wives. And if they're single, they're just going to be at home just being single. They're going to be happy being single. Okay, people do things to try to make themselves happier. Now, mind you, when you get saved, just because you get saved now at first, yes, 
you're, you're going to get saved and you are going to be happy. It is going to just be a wellspring of energy and joy that is always circulating within you. But just like anything that is new, the newness eventually wears off. I told you, I'm telling you the truth. Neither, you know, it's, it's not always going to sound glamorous, but this is the truth. Your salvation is not always going to be just like, oh, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that it can't be. You want to know why? Hell, if you can polish a car, I see, I, hell, I just came from the gas station. There was a guy out there with a 1970-something car. I don't know what kind of car it was. Polished. Hell, looked like it came off the brand new, came off the sh- showroom floor, brand new. 1970-something car, I don't really know. He was out there polishing at the gas station. Hell, if you can do that with a car, you can keep your salvation looking nice and spotless and shiny and new as long as you want to do it. But what I mean by when I say when the newness wears off, I mean after you've been saved for a while. And you're no longer, you're at a point where you are no longer a babe in Christ. For some, not all, but for some. You're going to go through, you're going to be from the time you got saved to that point, you will have gone through some things. And your salvation is not going to look as like, oh, this is, you know, you got a lot of people like, oh man, my car, my car, you know, yeah, on the outside, but on the inside, you know, you got French fries and doggone chips and crumbs everywhere and everything else like that. Like, you know, but the outside looks great. Clean the inside. You know what I'm saying? That's what the Bible says. Don't worry about the outside of the cup. Clean the inside of the cup. But back to the original point, you know, when you know when you're when this when the newness of the salvation wears off, when all that 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 new joy and new love and new, you know what I'm saying, freedom of the mind and peaceful mind, all of those kinds of stuff, when all that just kind of starts to wear off and die down, that's when things are going to come and you're gonna you're gonna look around. And you're going to see things that, you know what I'm saying? Unfortunately, you're going to get things that you can't help but see. Your your eyes are just, you're going to see it. And as you see it, Satan is going to bring these things to you. Saying, if they did it, you can do it. If they got this, you can go get it. Hey, this individual, and you want to think about it is, he's not necessarily always going to show you people outside the church. He's going to show you people in the church. That's what's going to get you. See, looking at people outside of the church is just going to give you maybe a temptation. Maybe. When you see people on the inside of the church, your temptation is going to go to curiosity. What is the difference? A temptation is just like it's there and it's like, oh man, I remember I used to do that. Man, yeah, that was, yeah, I remember that. Your curiosity is like, man, I, man, I used to do that. I wonder what it's like now. Man, I remember when I used to have sex, I used to do this and I used to do that. God, I wonder what it feels like to have sex now. I wonder, I wonder if it's still the same. If you, things will cross through your mind. There will be all kinds of things. Man, I wonder, man, they don't make weed the same as they used to when I was smoking, man. I wonder if it'll still get me as high, man. I wonder, man, you know what I'm saying? Man, I used to drink, man. I used to drink, you know what I'm saying? And now I'm just, man, I wonder, God, I wonder if I could drink as much alcohol as I used to. These things will cross through, your, through some of you people's minds. It will cross through your minds. And like I said, that temptation, you watch other people enough out there and, you know, yeah, 
you know, just because it's there. It's there. So Satan's going to be like, hey, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's one thing if somebody is across the street like, hey, come over here to this restaurant. It's a whole nother thing when you're on the same side of the street and somebody's handing you free samples like, hey, try this and come on in. It's a whole nother thing. You see somebody across the street and you're just like, they're just like, hey, come here. Come here. Hey, come try this. Oh, hey, I got, hey, man, I got these. I'm just saying, just saying something goofy. Hey, I got some cookies. Come over here, man. We got this cookie store. It's open. Come over here and try. You're like, oh, yeah, you okay. Yeah, you know, maybe later, uh, you know, whatever. Or you're like, no, nah, I'm good. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, you know, you walk down, you're walking down the same street, but you're on the side of the street that the cookie store is on. You're walking down the street. Now the same person jumps in front of you. They're no longer across the street just saying, hey, come over here. No, now they're in front of you blocking your path. They're getting in your way. You're trying to walk around. They're like, hey, hey, look, the cookie store. Hey, doesn't it smell good in here? Hey, what's your favorite kind of cookie? Hey, man, we got that. We bake them fresh every day. We, you know what I'm saying? When you come in, we'll warm them up. We'll do this. Check out these free samples. Man, you got to try the samples. That's the difference between a temptation and curiosity. Curiosity gets it to where it's in your face to where you can't help but pay attention to it. Gets in your face to where you can't help but look at it and be like, holy crap. The people in the church, you'll see them doing stuff and it'll kind of like, it'll like click something and be like, and that's when Satan will be like, they're doing it. They're doing it, but hey, look, they're doing okay. The word of God is going forth and they're still doing it. And look at them. They're prospering. They're getting ahead. They still got their job. They still got their marriage. They still got cars and houses and money. Whatever it is that you know, not everybody wants the same thing in life. You know what I'm saying? Everybody doesn't want money. Everybody doesn't want cars. Some people just want a husband and some kids. You know what I'm saying? Some people just want to just live in a nice house. You know, some people just want to live to see 90 years old. You know, everybody has their own different thing. Whatever your thing is, Satan will tempt you. Hey, look, and look, hey, look, you see that old version of it? Say they've been, hey, remember you heard that conversation? They said they've been drinking for 60 years and they're still going. This is the reason why I say you have to be careful and you have to be patient because your understand one reason why you got to be patient. Like I said, your patience will benefit you because one reason why you got to be patient is you have to wait and see what the end result of that is. Okay, don't go running off into following these people. Wait until the end result. Trust me, it's coming. I have been saved long enough. I have watched people. And I say this to you because Satan has brought these same things to me. He has brought it to me. Leave the church. He's brought it to me. Go back to the world. He's brought it to me. Cheat on your wife. He's brought it to me. Cheat on your uh, uh, on your tides. He's brought it to me. Don't do this. Don't do that. Go do this. You used to be involved in that. Go get this. He's brought these things to me. Notice, even you know what I'm saying? He's brought these things to me. He's tempted them and brought forth to and, and, and helped excite curiosity within me. Now, mind you, curiosity only comes from something that you're interested in. That's another key thing about curiosity. I don't know if I said that before. I don't think I did. But that's another key thing about curiosity. Notice even with Eve, with Adam and Eve, the story of when Eve, it said that she looked at it. She was curious about it. Said she looked at it and she saw it was good for food. She wondered after it. She is curious after it. I guarantee you that if she wasn't sitting there wondering after it and curious about it, I guarantee you Satan could not have convinced her 
And that's what Satan does. He convinces you. Satan could not have convinced her to take a bite of the doggone fruit. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. When something is a temptation, I'm not saying that it's completely easy to fight. But when it's a temptation, it's easier to blow off. When it's a part of your curiosity. And the temptation comes on top of your curiosity. It's a lot harder to push forward. But you got to be patient. Be still in God. Don't let it be that you just go and just run off doing whatever it is that your flesh or Satan or your mind said that you should do. Don't go running after these people that always, that, that look like they're prospering and getting ahead despite the fact that they're not living according to the word of God. Be patient. Wait on God. Let me read you the scripture. It says, be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. He will deliver you from your temptation. He will deliver you from that curiosity. But how is he going to do it? He's going to give you instruction on how to keep yourself sustained through the word of God. Understand this. The majority of a individual salvation is not going to come from God coming down and doing some kind of something to you. I say the majority because, you know, miracles do happen. You know, I do honestly believe in miracles. I mean, I should. You know, that's what... You know what I'm saying? Christ performed miracles. Miracles can happen. Okay. There are times where, you know, certain things can just, you know, you can hear the word and you could have struggled with something. And then, you know, it's just like, boop, and you're done. But then there's other times where there may be things that you might have to struggle with. It's up to the individual. Okay. That's up to the individual. Not everybody's going to struggle, but not everybody's not going to struggle. You know what I'm saying? So, Everybody's not going to have it easy. Everybody's not going to struggle. You got some that are going to struggle through their salvation because they've got things that are rooted down within them that they're going to forever be fighting throughout their, 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 their salvation life. And you got other people, man, they're going to coast through their salvation. Satan's going to be throwing stuff at them, tempting them and stuff, saying, hey, this, hey, that. They're just going to be focused. Just focused. Just blinders on, just blinders on both sides. Focus on the path that the Lord has them to walk on. You know what I'm saying? Those that are, you know, hey, you know, try to get your blinders on. But unfortunately, everybody's not going to be like that. You know what I'm saying? But here's the reason why patience is important. One, because when you need to wait on the Lord and hear the instruction of the Lord on how to handle this. Don't get me wrong. There's always just the basic instruction of not doing it. There's always the basic instruction of whatever you, you know to do that's right. Just do what's right. Whatever you know the word of God told you to do, do what the word of God told you to do. There's always that basic thing. But there are times where, you know, sometimes the basic instruction may not be good enough. Wait for the Lord to give you instructions. Wait for the Lord to tell you what to do. Tell you how to get delivered. Tell you how to handle a situation. Okay? That's what patience will do. The Lord is coming. But he's going to deliver you through his word. And now when he gives you the word, have enough patience to let the word of God play out in your life. Okay, that's one big key thing that a lot of people don't do. They may stay and listen to the word, wait on instruction from God, but they don't last long enough to let the instruction of God play out. What do I mean? If the Lord says to uh, wait until he comes 
Well, a lot of people, they just, they start getting anxious and they're like, the Lord said, wait till he come. The Lord said, wait till he come. And then you get all kinds of offers and all kinds of situations and all kinds of opportunity. And then you want to just being like, next thing you know, you look at something and instead of being patient, you look out to the right, you look out to the left, you get distracted and you jump at an opportunity thinking that the Lord presented something to you. And then next thing you know, you wind up jumping off into a trap of the devil. The Lord said, wait patiently on me. Trust me. You'll know when he comes. One, it'll be something you can't deny. It'll be something you can't turn down if it's for you. I don't care if it's a husband. I don't care if it's a wife. I don't care if it's a job. I don't care if it's a car. I don't care if it's a house. I don't care. If God has something for you, it is for you. But you got to wait on the Lord. If your deliverance is for you, which it is, you have to wait on God. You got to be patient. You got to let the word of God play out. If the word of God gave you instruction, follow the instruction and then be patient and wait for God to come with the deliverance. He may not necessarily come right when you get done doing following the instruction. Prime example. We look at Abraham when he when the Lord gave him the instruction to carry Isaac up onto the mountain and sacrifice him. The Lord did not come when he said, okay, Lord. He didn't say, okay, no, as long as you said, okay, it's no problem. No, he didn't say, hey, Isaac, come on. And when the Lord was like, hey, hey, no, I was just joking. He didn't say it on the journey. He, When they got to the mountain, the Lord was still, he hadn't responded. He hadn't said nothing. When they were walking up the mountain, God still had not responded. He was binding him up. God did not respond. Picked him up and laid him on the altar. Isaac's asking questions. What are we doing? Is the Lord going to send a sacrifice? What's going on? God still did not come. Had him on the altar. Drew the knife back. And I believe that when he drew the knife back, he did not necessarily draw the call. He did not necessarily say, speak out of heaven when he drew the knife back. I believe he spoke out of heaven when he see he was really about to come down. And then the Lord said, stop. I see now. So if you ever have a problem with you're just like, what do I do? And your patience is wearing thin. Remember Abraham. Here is a man that almost killed his son because the Lord told him, I want you to offer sacrifice unto me. If you want to read that story, it's in the book of uh, Genesis. I just tell you to read the book of Genesis. So in this way, you get a lot of stuff out of it. And the book of Genesis covers a lot of great things, basics and so forth and so forth. Even things that are very, you know, that have a lot of good spiritual reference even to, in today's time. But he did not tell Abraham to stop until I believe like the very last, like, like he was there. He said he drew back and the Lord said, stop. No doubt. No doubt. Because the Bible said that God said, offer up thy son, thy only son, whom thou lovest. Abraham waited his whole life for this kid. And now he watched him grow. He got attached to him. You know, no doubt he loves this boy. You know what I'm saying? So much. And now you have it where with him having done this, when he went ahead and put it down, when he was, when he drew that blade back and he was coming down with the blade. Now you got it where the Lord calls out to him at the last minute. No doubt tears were in this man's eyes. No doubt this man, but he did not question God. He did the Lord's, or he was obedient to the instructions of God. He patiently worked out what God told him to do. And the Lord delivered him, blessed his son, 
blessed his heritage, blessed everything about this man, and then gave him the title as the father of faith. Now, you and your salvation journey, that's what you're going to wind up going through. It's not just going to be that everything you do, when you get instruction from God, it's just going to be like everything's just going to be right there on the spot. No, 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 no. There's going to be a lot of times that when you go to do things, God's going to have you go through things, do things, and he's going to give you instructions. And when he gives you those instructions, you got to play those instructions out. And when you are done with the instructions that the Lord has given you, you got to be patient enough to let the Lord come down and give you the final deliverance. Nobody said that Sal a lot of things. Now, mind you, serving God is easy, but the things you're going to go through may not be as easy. But if your heart is made up, if your mind is made up, it will make it easy. If you develop your patience in God, it will make a lot of things that you got going on very, very easily. Very easy. Do not allow yourself to be distracted. Do not allow yourself to be deterred. Don't allow what you see others got, what others are doing, or what others are going through. Don't allow them, because you got to understand, every individual has their own salvation walk with God. That does not necessarily mean that they're right or that they are wrong. That just means that they have their own walk. Okay? So therefore, if they've got their own walk in God, this means that they got to work out their own soul salvation. Don't look at how their salvation is going. Look at what the Lord told you to do. If the Lord told you to focus on something, you focus on that. If the Lord told you to go down a certain path, you go down that path. Don't worry about what he's doing, what she's doing. Do what God told you to do. Because at the end of the day, you're going to get judged for what God instructed you to do. Not what he told them to do or them to do. If he said, don't commit fornication, I don't care what everybody else is doing. Don't commit fornication. If he said, don't commit don't, don't commit lustful acts, I don't care what everybody else is doing. Don't commit lustful acts. If he said, don't be jealous of people, again, I don't care who's got what. I don't care who's being jealous and prospering. Don't. Follow the Lord's instructions. And when you follow his instructions and you're patiently following his instruction and working out your salvation, I assure you, your deliverance will come. And not only will your deliverance come, but it will come and put a song in your heart. It'll come with knowledge and experience. It will come with a blessing. Why? Any man who follows God's instructions is going to get blessed one way or another. Now, understand, when you get blessed, it does not necessarily mean that there is going to, that it's old. It's going to be something you're going to fold up and put in your pocket. The first thing everybody want to look for. Oh, I want the Lord to bless me and it's just always got to be money. No. The Lord may bless you with good health. He may bless you with a peaceful mind. He may protect you from something out there in the street that you didn't know was coming for you. He could extend your days. You never know what is in the mind of the Lord. Let me finish reading this scripture for you. It says, be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Wait patiently for him. So this means whatever it is you're going through, wait on God. He's coming. He'll be right there. But you got to wait for him. You got to know what you're waiting for. Now, God, unlike in the Old Testament, God's not going to come down and visit man. You got to wait for God to deliver the word of God. Hence the reason why I tell you guys, it is so important to find a church. If you didn't uh, listen to the messages before, I got one message as to uh, how important the word of God is. And I got another message about how important finding the right kind of church home is. Go back and listen to those messages. Very powerful stuff. But 
you know, you need to be somewhere where God can get in contact with you. Okay, you, you're not always going to have it be where God's just going to come and deal with you in your mind or deal with your spirit or whatever the case may be. Sometimes God is going to come to you and deal with you through the word of God, because that's what he exalts above all of his name. Okay, and it said, be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Now, listen to this part. Fret not yourself over the one who prospers in his way. Now, when he says who prospers in his way, he's not talking about in a godly way. He says, fret not over the person that prospered in his way, meaning the individual's own way, his own way. You got people out there that want to serve God the way that they want to serve God. Don't look at them. Be patient on what the Lord would have you to do. Be patient on your blessing from God. Be patient on how God wants you to be. Don't worry about them. That's what happens to a lot of people. They get too distracted looking at other people, looking at other things. Focus on God. Be patient and focus on the Lord. Your patience needs focus. This is the reason why a lot of people do not, they're not patient. They have no focus. You need a focus point. Don't get me wrong. Heaven being your focus point is good, but you need it. It's like this. You need there's like, okay, for those of you that play video games, right? And even for those like people that play video games or even people that like drive long distances. If you've ever driven a long distance or you've ever played a video game in your life, they have what's called checkpoints between the beginning and your destination. You need checkpoints throughout your salvation. What do I mean you need checkpoints? Meaning, okay, your salvation is down the line. God knows how far down the line it is. Okay, now, this down the line, okay, you need a checkpoint, meaning you need something that, okay, you can reach now. So, okay, for example, I got my salvation, I'm going to make it to heaven, okay, but along the way, I'm going to, uh, I'm just, just throwing out some things, for example, I'm going to get delivered from smoking. Uh, along the way, I'm going to become a better husband. Along the way, I'm going to become a better father. Along the way, I'm going to grow in my salvation. Along the way, I'm going to become profound enough in the word to teach. Now, these checkpoints help you to stay on track because now here it is. You, instead of trying to make one humongous leap, you can make many other leaps. That the, and the Lord is instructing you how to make these leaps. Now, as the Lord is instructing you how to make these leaps to get to these checkpoints, it's making it to where you're getting stronger and stronger to endure the journey ahead of you to, to heaven. Lots of people just like, heaven is my goal, and then they get lost along the way. But if you got somebody who's got checkpoints, I'm going to get delivered. I'm going to do this. These people, these are people who have developed patience. And in the process of them, them develop patience, to make it to these checkpoints, they had to focus. Now, it's like this. You play a video game, right? Now, you go and, 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 and play the first level of a video game, right? The first level of a video game normally is pretty short. Why? Because the first level of the video game is basically teaching you how to play the game. Same with salvation. Your first checkpoint should mainly be, how do I stay in my salvation and learn the basics of the salvation? That's your first checkpoint. Get to that point to where you have the basics down packed. Then move on from there. Whatever it is you're dealing with, struggling with, need deliverance from, set that as another checkpoint. 
Okay, I learned the basics. There's a lot that I had to learn. And even though I have learned the basics, it does not mean that you stop learning. It doesn't mean that you know everything about the Word of God. You know what I'm saying? How do I set those checkpoints? Okay, I'm going to read several chapters. I'm going to read about five chapters a day. Make sure I pray three times a day. I'm going to make sure that I study the Word of God, not just read it and just burn through the chapters. No, I'm going to actually study it. Take time. Meditate. I'm going to get closer to God. Make sure that I attend church. I'm going to make it an effort to do these things. That you make it to the checkpoints. Now, as you're making it to the checkpoints, you learn how to focus more and 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 more until the point where there's things in there that come to you that won't even bother you. What you see other people doing will not even affect you. What other people got, what they're going through or whatever the case may be, it will not phase you in any kind of way because you have learned to put those blinders on and lock everything out, only keeping your eyes on things above. That's why God said, I will look, there's a David said, I will look to the hills from what's coming my help. My help comes from the Lord. What is he saying? I'm going to focus on you, Lord, because that's where my help is coming from. I'm going to focus on you, Lord, because that's where my salvation, deliverance, everything is coming from you. My strength, my power, it's all coming from you. And I can't, I, there's nothing down here that is going to get me where I need to go. So I got to look to you because you're the only one that can help me get where I need to be. David didn't look at the fact that Saul was trying to kill him. He didn't look at the fact that the people hated him. He had some of his own men were doubting him. He had all, the man went through all kinds of stuff. But in the process of him going through all these different things, he kept his focus on God. And God delivered him every time. That's another man who had good focus. He had good focus enough to keep focusing on God until he came out and the Lord delivered him. Yeah, don't get me wrong. David messed up a couple of times. This and that, that and this. But we're not covering that right now. Right now, what we're covering is David's focus. He focused on the Lord until the Lord brought him out of the wilderness. Until the Lord delivered him from Saul. Because, see, he could have easily listened to his men and said, let's turn around. He could have easily got discouraged because he did get discouraged at one point in time. And he said why art thou cast down, O my soul? He said, hope thy in God. Because the Lord was the one that held his deliverance. He realized, I got to focus on God. I'm focusing too much on how they feel. Forget how they feel. I know what I got to do. Let me focus on the Lord who's going to help me finish the plans of what's necessary. Okay? Let's finish reading this Um. 37 chapter, the 7th verse for those of you that want to follow along. 37 and 7, it says, be still before the Lord and wait patiently. Be still. What does be still mean? Be, you know, be patient. Just, you know, wait. You know what I'm saying? Just calm down. Relax your spirit. Chill the hell out. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people just, they get so, so, so antsy and so anxious. Calm down. Some stuff you just got to tell people to do. That's what I'm telling you. Calm the hell down. You don't always have to be on 10 all the time. Chill out. Your life, most people's lives are not going to end at that very Calm down. Don't go freaking out every single time something happens. Chill out. Take a breath. God is going to be God one way or another. Chill out. Wait for the Lord. Be still. Calm down. Chill out. Calm yourself. Be still before the Lord. 
You're, you're a Christian. You are a person of salvation. You are always before the Lord. Understand that. This is the reason why the Bible says we're compassed by with such a grand stand of witness. Because we are always, always, always before the Lord. Okay?